Hi, I'm Phil Moorhart, Associate Editor of American Libraries, the magazine of the American Library Association, and this is the Dewey Decibel Podcast. It's almost that time of the year again. Can you feel it? The electricity, it's in the air. Are you ready? Are you ready to laisser les bons temps brûler with several thousand of your friends and peers? Then head to New Orleans, June 21st through 26th, for the 2018 ALA Annual Conference and Exhibition, the world's number one library event of the year. This year, we have unforgettable speakers, including former First Lady Michelle Obama, actor Sally Field and Viola Davis, journalist Jose Antonio Vargas, and historian Doris Kearns Goodwin. You can attend hundreds of panels, forums, and discussions, including a very special podcast panel hosted by yours truly on Sunday, June 24th. You can visit the famed exhibit hall with hundreds of vendor booths and much, much more. So please, join us. You'll be glad you did. You won't regret it. Visit 2018.alaannual.org for more details. We'll see you in New Orleans. The American Library Association's Policy Corps is an initiative that aims to develop advocates for conveying the importance of libraries and librarians to politicians at the local and national level. It's a new program, just launched this year, and its inaugural class is made up of 12 librarians from across the country who are meeting in person and virtually to learn key policy positions of importance to the community and how to convey those positions and messages to their representatives. Some of this training occurred during this past library legislative day, it was May 7th through 8th in Washington, D.C., where the cohort met to learn, but also to meet with their congressional representatives and staff. Today, on the Dewey Decimal Podcast, I speak with four members of the ALA Policy Corps Group. Lisa Varga, Executive Director of the Virginia Library Association. Kiana Johnson, Collection and Organizational Data Analysis Librarian at Northwestern University Libraries. Larry Neal, Director, Clinton McComb Public Library in Michigan, who's also an ALA Policy Corps Fellow. And Deborah Rinio, Secretary of the Alaska Association of School Librarians. And we talk about their experiences with the Policy Corps and Library Legislative Day, why librarians are the best advocates for the profession, and much more. Here's my conversation with Lisa, Kiana, Larry, and Deborah. You'll hear from each of them in that order. Enjoy. So why do you think it's important for librarians to be involved in library advocacy? Um, And I guess the other question would be, as a librarian, what kind of advantages do you have over, say, a professional lobbyist? Being a librarian, what makes you a perfect advocate for libraries? I guess it's important for librarians to be involved in library advocacy because we talk a lot about lifelong learning for our patrons, but it's important for us to be lifelong learners as well. Uh, Many of us, and I'm totally generalizing here, didn't end up in libraries because we were natural politicians. But it's vital we get in the habit of advocating for libraries, especially to people who make the policies that affect libraries and the financial decisions that ultimately impact us. We really can't expect people to know what we're doing here if we don't take the time to tell them. But I also want to emphasize that Advocacy, excuse me, is not necessarily about just getting up in front of a person and talking, because I think that's really intimidating and scary. 
a ton of research can be done behind the scenes that supports advocacy but isn't necessarily public speaking. Being a librarian, um, you can speak to the issue in a different way than a lobbyist might be able to. Um, we work day to day with our patrons. We see the work that goes into making our collections available. Um, we see the roadblocks that they, they run into as they try to access um, information. And I think that makes us more passionate advocates um, for our patrons and for libraries. And just for me, myself, I'm, I'm a library user, whether it's for work or in my personal life. And so coming from it at, from that angle, I think, gives us a great chance to kind of talk about the, the work that libraries do and the work that libraries could do. And I think part of advocacy is letting uh, government officials and others know about the great work that libraries are, are doing. Um, we do so much helping um, with veterans and their families, K through 12 STEM education um, here at higher education institutions, um, helping researchers manage their research data. And a lot of that is just letting people know uh, about the work that libraries do either alone or in collaboration. And once people know about that, the, the great services that we provide, it makes it, those conversations about uh, government laws and policies that will benefit libraries a little bit easier to, to navigate the, this is what we're doing, this is why these, these policies impact us, and this is where we're coming well, certainly when we go to speak with legislators, we can speak from the heart. This is what we do on the front line every day. We have those stories. We know what happens in our libraries. And then this really gives us a way to think about at the federal level how things, decisions that are made in Washington really can affect us locally, whether it's LSTA funding that comes in the form of block grants to all the states and then is translated into projects locally. It could be net neutrality. Uh, privacy issues, all of those end up uh, affecting us on the front lines. And we then, in turn, can take those stories to Washington and articulate what the impact is in a good way or if something is going to be detrimental to their constituents back home. Now, I will say that I think being part of the policy core and what I'm seeing a little bit more with uh, Legislative Day, which I know we'll talk about in a bit, is providing the perspective to us as librarians and our members as to what it's like to work in Washington and what it's like to be a legislator. Because in order for us to be effective, we can't just go in there beating our drum uh, with any sort of random message or not an understanding or appreciation of the audience that we're speaking to. And I think this has been one of the most important lessons I've learned over the years is that it's not always, I don't always have to say what I think. I have to think about my audience and what matters to them and how I present uh, what I'm talking about. How do I make it meaningful? How do I make it so that they know that I understand what their priorities are and what keeps them up at night? And how does the library fit into that? And sometimes we just want to go with our message and just say libraries are great and give us more money. And we really have to be much more intentional and uh, thoughtful sometimes about that. As a school librarian, uh, I really, part of my job is to be an advocate for my students. And if I'm not, if I'm not at the table um, to, ha to do that job, then I'm, I'm really not being effective as a librarian. Our, our, our policymakers, our legislators that control our funding, that make decisions about our libraries, if we don't tell them what we're doing, they don't know. 
there's just no way for them to know if nobody's communicating that to them. And so I really do advocacy as that communication piece of sharing our successes, but also communicating our needs and at the core of it, what we do and how we help them. The, the program is it's new, the, the Policy Corps program, and I guess you just had some of your first meetings this past May uh, at, at, during Library Legislative Day. And I guess, well, I guess you could just tell me and our, and our listeners a bit more about, I guess, the process itself. What are you doing as a Policy Corps member? What are you learning what, um, uh, as a part of the program? One of the best things about being involved with the Policy Corps and also previously with the ALA Leadership Institute a few years back is that you really get an opportunity to meet a diverse cross-section from around the library hemisphere and talk to people about the things that they're experiencing and connect them with other people that have also been through the same thing. The training that we're getting is really sort of breaking down the process for us of sort of, I don't want to say how a bill becomes a law, but understanding the background behind things like um, E-rate and the background behind net neutrality before it became this big thing last year that everybody knew about and was seeing on the news. These things have been bubbling under the surface for a long time, but don't necessarily get the attention. And so we're learning about that so that we can use what we're learning going forward to maybe avoid some pitfalls for the future. Some of the earlier training that we did was, again, some of that deep diving into policy issues, so learning about net neutrality and E-rate, but also, uh, as I alluded to earlier, talking about storytelling and persuasive converse, uh, communications, letting people become involved in our story, letting them know why these things are important. And it was really great as part of our May training, uh, participating in National Library Legislative Day. And it was my first time doing this, and will readily admit I was very nervous going <laughs> into it. Um, but kind of having that background information, knowing that I was on a solid footing of what we were going to talk about, but also kind of how to communicate that story to our, our legislators who – and oftentimes really do care about libraries, but also also still need to know why they need to continue to care. What are we doing? What's the value we're providing in our communities? One example that I loved was talking about how many people go through uh, a congressperson's office every day. So we're in there for a slice of time, five, ten minutes, and then the next group is coming in, presenting their case, and moving on. So how do we make our visit memorable, meaningful, and something that sticks? And it's got to be a lot more than just our visit on Ledge Day on the Hill because advocacy is a year-round process. And sometimes I'm guilty, too, of wanting just to be that armchair advocate, sit here and click respond to that call to action, send my email message off, and pat myself on the back. And that's really not what uh, we need that aspect of it, but there's a lot more that we need to do. It's been great. And just sort of having those sort of conversations about what we're each doing locally and how we can learn from each other. And one of the things we're trying to do now is figure out how we can take this, this training, these things that we're learning, these relationships we're forming, and continue forward with this to share it with our, our states, our regional organizations, um, our local agencies, and uh, really make sure that the information is getting out to a broader audience. Now, um, a part of the Library Legislative Day, um, the events, uh, you actually met with some, some legislators. Um, who did you, do you, did you meet with? And I guess what was their, um, 
reaction? What was how, how what was uh, the reception like uh, with these particular legislators to your message? Sure. Well, we have um, we were able to meet with an assistant to Tim Kaine, um, our senator, which was wonderful. We've recently been networking with his folks on the Marrakesh Treaty, and we're able to provide him some information um, that he then used in his, I don't believe it was specifically testimony, but he gave some remarks at the Marrakesh Treaty hearings a couple weeks ago, which was a lot of fun. Um, we met with representatives Barbara Comstock, um, let's see, Scott Taylor, Bobby Scott, Dave Bratt, Don Beyer, Rob Whitman, Bob Goodlatte, Jerry Connolly, and Don McEachin, um, and also Senator Mark Warner. So I was actually only in a couple of those meetings, but thank you, technology, because people were able to text me all day and say, this meeting went great, and this is the hook that we had for this meeting, and that sort of thing. Um, one of the things that we did was to bring up advocates to National Library Legislative Day that were not necessarily library employees. We had some trustees, um, which was wonderful because – I think sometimes when you're going into these meetings, you want to make sure that you have someone with you that isn't just getting a direct paycheck. They understand the benefits of the library and are willing to speak on it. So we had a couple of trustees, and then we also brought an architect with us from the Richmond area, and Chuck Ray of BCWH Architects was able to talk a lot about the impact that a new library has on real estate, in the area, he was able to talk about small businesses and how those often start out in libraries because the person starting the small business comes to us to do their research. Um, it was wonderful to have that level of advocacy with us. So I just think we have to be creative sometimes, too. Yeah, um, as part of the Illinois de delegation, we, may, we met with um, – Senator Durbin's staff, he wasn't able to, unfortunately wasn't able to meet with us that day. But we were able to talk about um, the, uh, we had uh, some talking points that we wanted to go in for. And a lot of it was thanking them for, thanking him for his continued support of library funding, but also talking about some of the great programs that libraries um, are doing in their individual libraries. Um, kind of getting an idea of some of the things that he's concerned about um, letting him know about the Illinois iRead program that partners with the, de the Department of Defense and provides summer reading in bases around the world. So again, just kind of that letting, letting them know what we're doing. And so then my second meeting uh, later in that afternoon was with Representative uh, Jan Schakowsky. And again, it was a lovely partnership. Uh, she has office hours in the Skokie Public Library, um, so she's already partnering with the library. And so talking to her, um, the Skokie Public Librarians were able to talk to her about uh, summer reading programs and uh, programs to help uh, combat uh, hunger for low-income families during the summer and how the library participates in that. And again, a lot of it is just kind of letting her know what we're, what we're doing, um, the work that libraries are providing, and thanking her again for her continued support and leadership in, in library funding. I've been, this was the third time that I've gone, and uh, initially I have to say I was a bit skeptical before I went to my first legislative day thinking, oh, you know, they do come back here in the district, and uh, 
So I'm taking time out of my schedule to get to Washington. Yes, there are those really great moments where I'm coming together with colleagues from around the country and sort of feeling that momentum. But, you know, after going through it, it sort of was something that I, I really appreciated because becoming uh, much more aware as to what the items were at hand, the issues that were being worked on by the Washington office, and a lot of these span multiple years. It's, you know, the, the process of getting legislation introduced or some of these fights and, and uh, different things, just they're multiple-year uh, efforts, and you gain a true appreciation for the process and the challenge that our ALA Washington staff uh, face. And uh, so this year, what they did was rather than having six to eight different issues, they really tried to boil down the message for us to say, you know, it's LSTA funding, it's reauthorization of IMLS, and it's asking those legislators to make visits to their local libraries back home to really see the work in action that takes place and the benefit from, you know, broadband and E-rate. So when we were making our visits, which again are very limited in time, we really could focus on those key messages and not quite do this rapid round um, table of, of trying to unload and get all of our, our points in at once. So I think I really appreciated that and a lot of others I heard uh, felt that way as well. When it comes to the National Library Legislative Day, um, for me it was the first time I went, um, and it was pr pretty, it was a little nerve-wracking, but pretty exciting. Um, and so as a member of the Alaska delegation, um, I'm three other Alaskans and myself. Um, we visited all three of our, our legislators. Um, Alaska has a really small population, so we don't have districts, so we just have the one representative. And so we met with, um, Senator Sullivan, Senator Murkowski, and um, Representative Young's aide. And during our meetings, we talked about mostly about IMLS and E-rate funding and how critical that is to our Alaska libraries. We really focused our message on what our legislators would want to hear. So not about necessarily the, the broader national picture, but how is this affecting us here in our state? Mm -hmm. How is it affecting their communities? And so we talked about um, how critical E-rate and broadband funding and the Tribal Connect Act is to our Alaska libraries. Um, we have so, such small communities here, and some of them have no broadband access at all outside of their um, public library, and that E-rate funding is super critical to maintaining that. So we talked a lot about that. We talked about the IMLS funding and how it benefits um, all of our libraries through statewide um, databases, through smaller programs such as our Battle of the Book program, and things like that. Um, and because each of our legislators have different priorities, and you know, some are more um, concerned with veterans affairs and others with um, equity of access, um, we targeted our messaging as we went to each office and talked to them, um, changing the stories that we would share, um, but essentially sticking with that that core message that we're asking them to fund IMLS and LSTA and to sign the MSLA reauthorization bill and the Tribal Connect Act. Um, now, for some of our listeners who um, uh, might be curious or, or, or want to become more involved as library advocates, but they don't uh, 
have uh, access to the Policy Corps or, or able to become Policy Corps members right now. Do you have any tips or advice for them on how they can how they can get involved? Any first steps that they might be able to take um, at their own level? Sure, I would say you know start with your research skills. Look up your legislators, both in your state and nationally. See what committees they're on. See what sort of interests they have and the way they vote on things, and see if there might be some way for you to connect what you do at your library every day to what their goals are for your communities. One of the, the easiest things is just kind of knowing what's happening, knowing what's out there. The district dispatch has been really great for kind of keeping abreast of, of library issues, and then it also kind of gives you some some talking points and things that you can talk to your, your senators about. The Marrakesh Treaty was something that I, I had vaguely heard about but wasn't quite sure um, who I should talk to in the Senate and how I should contact them. And so it gives you kind of some talking points and ways to engage with your representative. But a lot of times it's just letting people know about what we're doing. Oftentimes we're, we're very shy and we, we don't want to toot our own horns, um, but letting people know what we're doing. Uh, again, advocacy is just starting conversations and, and letting people know what you're doing, but then also listening to see um, what issues they're having, what needs they have, and, and piping up when there's something that, that either your library or another library even can help provide. And so it, it's it's conversation and relationship building. And then that's a nice low-hanging fruit that you can start with. Lance Werner, who's one of our initial 12 uh, Policy Corps members, really summed it up best. Uh, he said, we all start out and, and are advocating every day when we're beginning to grow up. Maybe it's advocating to go to a fast food restaurant when you're a kid <laughs> and you're thinking about your talking points and you get the message across multiple ways and and if you can't directly lobby a parent, you start lobbying your siblings. And <laughs> so we all have been advocates in one way or another. And uh, I think, the, the again, the good thing from the message, the take back from National Library Legislative Day is that these are human beings that we're dealing with. Politicians often get a bad rap, and many rightfully so, but there are still the majority there that are trying to make their state, their district, a better place. And that's a lot about what we are about in the library profession. So um, first of all, uh, just doing it. And if you're uncomfortable with it, then reaching out to people. I know that the list of Policy Corps members is uh, on the ALA website. And if there's somebody in your state or you read that they're interested in a particular um, area of policy, reach out. You know, we it's an easy network, and this is one of the things I love most about our profession. Well, the ALA um, website, and um, I don't have the, the URL right at hand, but ALA has great resources at, on their website, and all of the advocacy resources on there are wonderful. There is webinars, um, there's trainings that are coming up all the time, and so anybody can just jump onto those, um, listen to the recorded ones, read the information there, and really start by digging into that. But ultimately, I think it's just a matter of, of diving in. I think a lot of people feel like, and, and I've felt like this a lot myself at times, that, like, who am I to be talking to these people? Who am I to be an advocate? But really, the, our, our, legislators, <coughs> excuse me, our legislators want to hear 
from their constituents and their community members, and that's exactly what we are as librarians, is members of their community who are telling them the ways that we help provide at service to the rest of the community and the needs that we have in order to continue to do that. Um, so you don't need any special training or special experience. All that helps, but you don't need it to be an advocate. All you need to do is pick up the phone and call your local legislator or your state legislator or your federal legislator and tell them what, um, how libraries help their members of their community. That wraps another episode of the Dewey Decimal Podcast. I'd like to thank Lisa Varga, Kiana Johnson, Larry Neal, and Deborah Rinia for joining us. Tune in in a couple weeks for a look at must-see sights and eats in New Orleans to get you in the mood for the ALA Annual Conference. As always, if you have comments, complaints, suggestions, show ideas, anything at all, visit us on Twitter, Twitter or shoot me a message at DeweyDecibel at ALA.org. We want to hear from you, sincerely. And please, if you're in New Orleans for annual, come check us out at our podcasting panel on Sunday, June 24th in the Convention Center. I promise, good times. Once again, I'm Phil Moorhart, Associate Editor of American Libraries, and this is the Dewey Decibel Podcast. Thank you.